Hey guys, here's that second half of the Labyrinth conversation with Rye, Big Jack, and Peter. Not much about Labyrinth itself in this part, but people have said they were interested in hearing the Bowie stories. So here we go with the conversation already in progress. One thing I have to ask that is, was Tim around since the start of the show? Uh, no, I no. think he came he in, they, they said one time, like when he started doing work with it. And I want to say, I want to say it might've been for the wizard of Oz. He helped Paolo just do some background, like some writing. Building That's what stuff. I was thinking too. One of the more recent Memento episodes, I think had a, had a mailbag or a story at the end where they talked about when Tim came on. Yeah. And it was just him and Paolo, like him and Paolo playing the guitar. Yeah. Just out of nowhere, Paolo picked up a guitar and started strumming on that and giving him his ideas for whatever the movie would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't recall exactly what movie it was that he, he helped out with. I I think that it was Wizard of Oz. Cause that was the first one that really had a lot of like backstory to explore. Cause the, most of the rest of the ones up until that point are pretty, my recollection is that they're all pretty straightforward story-wise. When was it, is Wizard of Oz in the teens? I, I honestly, I thought we would get to Wizard of Oz a lot sooner. <laughs> like, I was really expecting it would be like the third or fourth. It definitely feels like it's one of the early early ones, but it's, mm-hmm. it's but not. But it's not. Like it's 12th. I think it's episode 12. Yeah. Oh, the first yeah. 12 and 13, 14. Yeah, I only really started this just to talk about Wizard of Oz, really. <laughs> and I'm having to wait so Once- long. Once, you get to, once, once that's finished, you're just out. <laughs> like, it's over. Yeah, really? It's over. There's nothing left to talk about now. Well, it'll just be the next, like, 400 episodes of this. We'll just be going into everything about Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it's strange that you say that because, like, I feel like first 10 episodes, or at least, I don't know, I think everything, I feel everything before Jaws is almost like a, I don't know what's the right word, almost like, not alpha and betas, but, like, just... They're still working stuff out a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I think yeah, like, I think you're uh, you're not wrong on that for sure. I think especially when you look at what else is there, speed. Obviously, they didn't really account for the possible. <laughs> they didn't really truly believe in still, the process of still waiting at the bus stop, <laughs> changing it. Yeah, right. I think. Well, I mean, four you years know. later, she is still waiting. Four <laughs> years later. <laughs> I mean, Frozen, God damn. Frozen, Frozen's <laughs> coming up next, so I don't want to like go too deep into anything about Frozen. Um, mm-hmm. But right. I mean, I think Frozen, they had started getting it nailed down a little bit and having John DM, who's a little more tight on, oh, on yeah. the mechanics, I think yeah. helped. But yeah, once you get to Jaws, they really start to like hit their stride on how everything works. And then just looking yeah. for looking at like the 10 movies that come after Jaws, it's like every one of them was like firing on all cylinders. Yeah, they're, they're just sure. bangers all after that and like... For sure, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not crazy about Oh Brother Where Art Thou, but I didn't like the movie that much either. Whoa, whoa! So. Pump your brakes. That's- wow. It's <laughs> 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 gonna you know, movie is a treasure. Opinions. I want. I the, you Sorry. two have to. You two definitely have to be on there for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'd constantly. Oh no! We're about to have an adversarial relationship. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll, you have to, I'll have to send you my address so you can mail me "Be Quiet" chips. <laughs> I'll just throw a chip at the screen because I am not going to shut up during that episode. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do that with the camera on, so I can just throw stuff at my screen. <laughs> Excellent. I'm also not. I also wasn't as crazy about Thelma and Louise. Yeah, I'll agree honest. with you on that one. That was not my favorite. Yeah, but you know, I. It was only one episode, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, both of those were one-offs. Yeah, those yeah. are both one episodes. Oh, brother should have been split into two. It was that's a long one episode. How how long was it? It's like three hours, I think. Is it really? Oh no, two hours, two hours and thirteen. Yeah, oh, so okay. not quite as long as I thought. Not bad. It it's about this. It's the same as Jumanji. I will say that Oh Brother Where Art Thou is not my favorite reroll. It's one of my favorite movies, not my okay. favorite reroll. I can see that. It's interesting. It was fun. I always forget that. John DMs that one. Oh, I didn't, huh. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Well, now that you say that, yeah, I just, I for some reason it just, it just that that particular episode just fades into the background of other episodes, and I always forget that that was a John, a John Miller one. I always seem to forget the episodes that Paolo doesn't GM, just because, like, obviously he's he's you know extremely talented as a GM, and so like when he doesn't do it, it doesn't stick in my mind as much. I think, and that's not trying to knock the other the other people who who do it. As I said, like that one, like, didn't you remember that John did it? You know, like, there's a few, there's a few times they I, switch it up like that, isn't it? I think yeah, I I, agree Andy, with that. Andy did Alien, didn't he? Andy did several. Andy did Alien, um, Stand By Me, John Wick. John Wick, John Wick yeah, yeah. Oh, did he do Stand By Me? He did Stand By Me, yeah. Oh, wow. That's another one that I'm not crazy about listening to. <laughs> well, we'll get into it. Okay, then. <laughs> I'm there for it. <laughs> I can take on that role. That's no problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can it's just to be you and me arguing over whether or not stuff is any good. I am happy to take on <laughs> take on Peter, the Peter role in this because I am Peter anyway. So all right, then I'll be Scott. <laughs> but I have to get a deeper voice, though. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll have if to, I can. I'll have to grow hair to be Peter. <laughs> to be peter <laughs> yeah i don't remember when they f- when i finally looked up pictures of these people but yeah that was a shock <laughs> nothing then more he doesn't have breaking, hair right? yeah i i agree with everyone who says that peter sounds like a guy who has hair <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i'm starting to think we don't have anything else I, yeah I'm, I, I keep, I'm, li- I'm li- i've been looking at the tv tropes thing and i'm like now yeah, we talked about that we talked about that we yeah. talked about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> the aunt M voice came up stepping I mean, into the this- book Oh, yeah, I step into the book. Like, <laughs> it doesn't work. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. Oh, Speaking of the book, wait, just wait. She tried to step into it. Like, apparently, by stepping into it, Paolo thought that she uh, was, like, trying to bonk her head with it or something. I'm not sure how he thinks stepping into things works but also like she thought she could rip it remember at the end she thought she could destroy it by ripping it in half like you know it's it's just a book like because obviously the most special magical book belonging to the goblin king is absolutely a paperback (laughs) (laughs) this is definitely an example of jaws kind of trying to just enforce her will upon the world by just stating that it is a, a certain way and hoping yeah. <laughs> hoping that Paolo doesn't say no <laughs> well I, I think it's easy to just it's easy to do a paperback she just slides that in there so subtly of just like suggesting that it is a paperback <laughs> obviously no way that's that's leather bound come on yeah he's yeah he's always he's almost like confused by it isn't he when she's like oh yeah i just like yeah. rip it or whatever yeah, he's like, like you can't rip what? roll strength and she's like it's a book you just break the spine and you just, you just sever the spinal column oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> no oh no we're gonna find a way to get that into every episode aren't we 
<laughs> I, yeah, I don't see any other way to do this. <laughs> everything. Everything is going to be mentioned in every episode. <laughs> yeah, we really need to just admit that every episode is going to end up talking about other episodes. <laughs> I mean, which I, just, I think is fine too because that was that was one of the things I liked when I was listening to the first episode. Like you know, okay. you listen a bit about Back to the Future, but then it's also like you know, it's just like me. I don't know anyone else that listens to this, so I don't get to have mm-hmm. those general conversations about oh, you know, like True. like like when Paolo did this, or when 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 Peter was being a dickhead doing this. Like you're just like oh yeah, like I really like that, and it's just same. I keep trying to get my partner into listening to it, and he just won't. So. Yeah, it's just—it's not happening. My wife hates yeah. the show. Yeah. <laughs> she really doesn't wife. like it. And I'm just like, hey, babe, they're—they're they're doing X movie. They did Frozen. Don't you want to listen to that? I think she did listen to Frozen. But then any other movie after that, it's kind of been like, mm, I'm not seeing that movie. Like, you don't—you don't have to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I got her to listen to Jumanji because it was exactly the the length of time that our drive was somewhere. And then she was just like, I don't want to listen to more of those. Oh, <laughs> oh no. It's like, oh, damn. Yeah, that was, oh, the no. same with, that was the same with me. I was on like a long drive, like an eight-hour drive. At the time, the Friday the 13th part two was out. And I was like, obviously that's when, spoilers, that's like when Jason's in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I was into it in the car. And my fiance was there, and I was like, oh, "Do you mind if we listen to this? I'm sick of, sick of listening to music." She's like, "Oh yeah," and like we're sitting there, and like it's just playing, and she's like, "What is this? <laughs> what are you listening to?" And and um, especially and, that episode. and Carolyn, and when Carolyn's there, and she's not like understanding things correctly, and like, <laughs> she's like, "I I run up and I jump off him, I stab him," and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, you're gonna need to take like twenty <laughs> rolls to do all this." <laughs> Yeah, she was just like, I don't know what you're listening to. <laughs> so I think that like, killed any chance of her listening to Yeah, I got, I got one friend to listen to it, and he, he liked it and liked the premise. And then um, they did uh, Princess Bride, and he is mad now and just refuses to listen to it. He did not oh. like that, which I, I agree. Oh. I also did not like I that understand. at all. Yeah, we're going to have to find somebody who likes Princess Bride re-roll. I, I I don't remember it being terrible. I might have to go listen to it again. We don't have to get too deep into it, but I think that was that was uh, unfortunately just the result of of a guest, a new guest who didn't didn't quite understand the premise oh, of the show. I think it's coming it's coming back to me now. I yeah, recall yeah. It. it was just a little too goofy and a little too nonsensical. I had the same Very... issues with um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of potential. Ultimately, you know, like I remember on Reddit, like as those were coming out and people complaining about the insanity and, you know, the craziness. And a lot of people were like, well, just give it some time. They're going to come back on and, you know, they'll, they'll get the RPG thing. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. get it. You know, they're applying a lot of the yes and of improv. Yes, definitely. Is what they're doing. And they'll figure it out. They'll get the tone and everything else. And they have, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely. Like, yeah, Carol- Carolyn has Carolyn definitely gotten better in, over time. Yeah, Carolyn mm-hmm. in Pirates was... A little much for me, (laughs) but she has definitely, I mean, even doing Summer Spell, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. she sounded a little confused, but she actually, she was getting into the game part of it and she was, you know, beginning to really. And then when they did um, 
the James Bond one where they did all the intros. She she Locked definitely had a little there. better handle on everything. Right. So they just you know as it, they it come is, back they settle in. You know, it is like, hard to get to get uh, like people into tabletops. I, I don't know if Carolyn had much experience with tabletop RPGs before, but like teaching people GURPS isn't easy because it's because I went and learned it all after after listening to this, and then oh, yeah. I, started, I started GMing a few games, and I was trying to teach my friends who'd never done it before. I was like, you know, GURPS is fun reroll make it really cinematic but there is just sometimes there is a lot of breakdown it's very it's crunchy like, you know, yeah it depends how deep you want to go like you know you shoot someone you do like you know you aim then you you can break things down or you can make it very simple it's just working out all those damages it, it can just take time mm-hmm. sometimes and, yeah. and it can just be very complicated like the amount of moves you can do like you know strong or layout this that this that like it, it can be a lot to take in and then especially for these guys as well they're trying to make it fun and entertaining at the same time without getting too into the nitty-gritty i guess like yeah it just be listening to like three or four johns just <laughs> getting right <laughs> down to the fine detail like knowing every every rule and how everything works i think that'd be too much you got to balance it i think and that's and they do it really well i think but mm-hmm. paolo like whoever is gming is putting together the character sheets as well so there's a lot there's a lot that's done like before the uh, players actually show up so really mm-hmm. like peter kind of famously doesn't doesn't really know a ton about gurps he knows a ton more than i do which is exactly nothing so you know but i can even without knowing gurps itself i do have you know a little bit of D, a little bit of a couple other games mm-hmm. you know that i played rpg wise that i understand the basics you know at this point in time rpgs have kind of taken over mm-hmm. yeah what was that that was a truck going past my house. <laughs> okay. I thought it was RPGs coming to take over. Like, <gasps> right oh, no. Now. Roll dodge. <laughs> <laughs> I was just also thinking before, and this is, this is completely out of theme, out of, out of re-roll context. I hope I don't sound too jarring when everyone else is listening to this because, because it's just an Aussie accent. To me, it doesn't sound strange. And hearing no. you guys is normal, but I just don't when when people listen back to this. <laughs> no, it's this one and, voice that sticks out like Peter's when he's like whinging about something, or you can just tell when he's on a <laughs> rant, you can just tell exactly who it is. Like <laughs> and his voice goes really high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, angry, not at all. <laughs> God, angry Peter is is just think, oh, chef's kiss. Oh, it's so good. Uh, then he gets mad about stuff. Uh, <laughs> One of the pinnacle angry Peters is when he's like getting up John on Jaws and he's like, you're the worst cop. I know. <laughs> you can just feel the veins in his head about to explode. Angry Peter and like also like confused and scared Peter. Like just it's so beautiful. And, you know, Jaws is amazing and incredible. And I think that she did a really wonderful job bringing down her need to sever spinal columns her, her in this particular, <laughs> you know, in in labyrinth. Bringing it back to labyrinth. Uh, shockingly enough, I can manage to do that once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm, surprised she didn't, like, I'm surprised she didn't get like a knife and just kill. Yeah, no, no weapon, no improvised weapons. She scrounged really well, though. Yeah, did. Yes. Yeah, no, she found the book. Just 
would have attacked him immediately yeah. after he was just like, oh, you know, you know, when he asked him for payment or whatever it is, and I was waiting for her, just, you know, just to attack him or like intimidate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she was being very respectful of Paolo's feelings. She was, she was because he was yeah, kind of no. in his feelings. So. Yeah, I think she did a good job of toning down her usual... Well, not entirely. She did try to go through a wall made of eyes uh, for some reason. Right. Um, but well, she did... It, she did that, it. Well, that wall had eyes and that was a problem. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, she did a good job dialing down her, her chaos attitude and did a good job, I think, not letting... You know, letting Paolo do his thing with this with this episode, but not letting it just become pressing, I guess. Like, right. she kind of was able to make it jokey enough, but not so yeah. much that it lost its, you know, meaning. There is one character that we haven't talked about. Didymus and his dog Ambrosius. Yeah. Um, Didymus just isn't that big of a deal. Like, yeah. he's cooler. He's a cooler puppet. <laughs> which is hard to get across, you know, in an audio medium. Yeah, he he wasn't all that integral to the to the storyline or the reroll. In the movie, know. are they are they puppets or animatronics? I puppets, believe the right? answer is yeah, lo- mostly puppets. I think for some of the puppets. characters, because I know Jim Henson's involved in this. Okay. Yeah, That's very. It's it's definitely a, a Henson movie. I don't know the difference. I guess between puppets and animatronics like like hoggle was uh actually like a costume puppet there was a person inside of hoggle Mm. who was moving um moving but nothing was attached to their face so like when hoggle's face was moving it was four different people who were radio controlling Mm -hmm. um the different reactions and opening his mouth and so forth so at what point does it become animatronics then? Um, I think like definitely controlling the face like that is because it's just off screen because that's definitely some a little bit of animatronics there just because you okay. know it's all mechanically controlled and like you know it's a mix of both I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and technically, I mean, he's kind of a puppet, but he's also kind of just a costume sort of thing too. Um, Huggle famously. Habble. <laughs> what? Hoopla. <laughs> Famously, was he ended up in a lost and found, an airport lost and found Ooh. for years. <laughs> really? Yes. That's wild. Yeah. No. <laughs> lost luggage. How how did you find that? <laughs> uh, it's it was a story. I made it up. It's a lie. I just wanted to sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a uh, it was a news story. It ended up in unclaimed baggage in Scottsboro, Alabama. <laughs> Basically. It got lost. Like they were traveling back from England. They filmed a lot of like everything on on the stages at Elstree where they were doing a lot of um, soundstage stuff for like Star Wars and things like that. Uh, George Lucas was part of the editing on this one too. Yeah, somehow he ended up in unclaimed in the unclaimed baggage center, like not just like at some airport, but like there's a place in apparently Scottsboro, Alabama, where all the unclaimed baggage and lost luggage and stuff, like after a while, all the airlines, I guess, send it all there. And Hoggle is there still. No, I think it's, uh, I, I'm looking it up too now. Uh, okay. Um, so uh, the museum, oh, it, it is, oh, no, it is still there. Um, but the, so what this place is, is the unclaimed baggage center, I guess, is actually a store. And what it is, oh. is they buy unclaimed luggage from airports, sort through it and sell stuff 
stuff out of it. And they have their own museum of found treasures. And so when they discovered it, they moved it into the museum portion. And so now it's there in, oh, their, wow. in their little museum. That's really cool. Where, where is that? That's in, in Scottsboro, Alabama. That, that's in Alabama. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. He turned up there in like 1997. That's, that's actually really interesting. Oh, wow. I didn't see. I, there, there's things that I know that I just assume everybody else knows because if I know about it, everybody else has to too. <laughs> so, <laughs> did the did the production team just did they just lose it and just be like, oh well, we finished filming, it doesn't matter? Because usually they like not like usually they're really particular like, about yeah yeah but... they usually like to reuse things or, or keep them around for something like yeah that's strange that they just yeah, right it was it. really weird when that came up it was really really weird like how did they not but yeah. I'm not sure if it was a lost if it was lost or or exactly what happened honestly mm-hmm. I don't really know he was in really bad shape when they opened up the luggage that he was in he was in some pretty bad shape so they've done some work yeah to kind of get him back to you know something showable okay so speaking of things that i assume that everybody knows just because i know it there is a story about david bowie and it's actually it's a art world hoax that he had a part in that's probably one of my favorite stories about david bowie have you heard of the uh, nat tate hoax in the art world no no Okay, this was 1990s, specifically 1998. This guy, William Boyd, he was a writer, novelist, screenwriter, you know, and also very critical to this particular story. He was on the editorial board for Modern Painters magazine, which David Bowie also happened to be part of. And during one of those meetings, because people in the art world, like especially in New York and kind of, you know, the larger cities with the glitterati kind of people, you know, they're a little snooty about things. They're, oh yes, totally heard of that, totally heard of that. But, you know, they're all very full of themselves. Basically, this William Boyd guy thought it would be kind of fun just to prank them and create this fictional painter and present it to people as being a real painter and see how long it took them to kind of figure out that maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't (laughs) a real thing. Like, see how long that would go. And David Bowie said, that's a great idea. I think it'll go faster. We'll get more traction with it if there's a book about him. (laughs) So... David Bowie had created a publishing company called 21, specifically for like art books and things like that. And so teams at Modern Painters magazine and at 21 helped William Boyd create this art book about a fictional American artist called Nat Tate, whose most of his work had been destroyed and there were only a very few things left, you know, and, and so forth, you know, kind of a thing. It made it look like really real. And then they held a uh, launch for the book and everything at somebody's studio. And David Bowie and Gore freaking Vidal, you know, read <laughs> excerpts from the book. And people like it seemed very real like I, I can't believe that. I would have believed it if I were there but people were definitely they did seem taken in and you know a lot of people just not wanting to say 
they didn't know something. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've absolutely heard of Nat Tate. <laughs> it really is such a shame, you know, different, you know, and so forth. But within like a week, I should mention this book launch that they had was on April Fool's Day, 1998. So that, you know, there was a bit of a hint there within about a week, you know, the jig was up. It, in reality, it wasn't meant to be like this big hoax kind of thing. It was more of a prank kind mm -hmm. of thing. Just to just to kind of poke a little bit of, you know, a little bit into the egos. I got to I got to give me a second because this is my most favorite part. And it has nothing to do with anything other than my love for Red Dwarf. <laughs> a, a journalist. I hope you guys know Red Dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. A real oh, live journalist named for really, really David Lister was the one who uncovered the hoax by doing the craziest thing any reporter could possibly do. He fact checked stuff. He looked at the list of galleries and things in the listed in the book and discovered that none of them existed. <laughs> wow. Right. So, you know, and he published that story and, you know, the jig was up. And, but but yeah, David Bowie pranked the art world along, you know, and had a lot of help, obviously, with a great number of people. And it wasn't his full idea, but he's the one who sold it and kind of got a little bit of media attention to it, too. Yeah, right. The other story that William Boyd had about David Bowie was they were going to be at the same meeting and as he was walking up to the building david bowie was getting out of a cab like just a cab in new york you know mm -hmm. just like anybody and he's like how is it's the 90s how is how are you just in a cab with <laughs> no one else you know no security or anybody else and he's like oh yeah take subways you know the tube in london and like cabs no worries what he was doing was he'd carry around a Greek newspaper. <laughs> and so people would, he could see people like, look like, hey, is that David Bowie? Oh, no, it's just some Greek guy. He's got a Greek <laughs> newspaper. It's just some Greek guy that looks like him. <laughs> That's a pretty oh clever God. way to stay incognito. Right? Just acknowledge mm -hmm. that you look like a person, but pretend not to speak English. <laughs> yeah, he really was kind of a shapeshifter. That's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> yeah, I now I'm feeling sad about David Bowie. Yeah. Do we have any actual things to say more about <laughs> labyrinth? Do I do I even have sentence structure anymore? <laughs> I am out of stuff to say about labyrinth. Okay, you want to do the outros? Sure. And that's labyrinth, and probably about forty thousand other episodes of the film reroll that I think we talked about. <laughs> um, my name is Anita, and this conversation has been with Rye. Do you want to uh, plug your Twitter or anything else? Uh, sure. I'm not very active on it, but uh, my handle is Cash Cash C A S H C A C H E, both on Twitter and on Reddit. You will find me living on the GME subreddit. Oh, the GME subreddit. Get them stonks. Yeah. Nice. To the moon. <laughs> we, the conversation has also included Big Jack from Down Under. Do you have a Twitter <laughs> or anything that you... Um, no, I don't, I don't really use Twitter. I can never really under, I never really understood Twitter and how it worked. So I'm a bit... Same. A bit backwards that way. I, do it. Uh, I guess, yeah, my Instagram. I don't really post a lot on Instagram, but I, I use it a lot, I guess. Um, my name's Big Jackasaurus94. That's spelled probably how Big Jack, 
A-S-A-U-R-U-S-94. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just, we'll just uh, start following everybody that even <laughs> vaguely looks like that and sort yeah. it all out later. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Big Jackasaur or Big Jackasaurus? Big Jackasaurus 94. Brilliant. And also the almost ever-present Peter. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can't get rid of me. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks. Um, you can listen to my my podcast. Um, you can find it wherever you get your podcast. It's called Drink Something, Say Something. Uh, we drink beer and we say stuff. So it's pretty dumb and you know laid back and enjoyable. Most of our stuff goes out via, at least information-wise, via Instagram at drinksomething.saysomething. So you know, listen to it or don't. I don't care. It's it's a it's a good time. I listened to an episode of it recently, and it was a nice little conversation about beer. Well, thank you. And a few other things too. And you, I yeah. really much like, I, much like I, this I show, we say, start we start in one thing, and then it just just completely devolves. <laughs> Absolutely, it really does. It devolved into a new nickname in the episode for you, a new nickname for you in the episode that I listened to. It has stuck. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. And my name is Anita. Hopefully I have no nicknames. Um, but uh, you know what? If you are in need of killing some time with some silly stuff on the internet, I had said before that you couldn't have my Tumblr, but it turns out it was just because I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, <laughs> you, you can absolutely have it. It's textsfromclassicmovies.tumblr.com. And it's just a text from last night mashup blog that I haven't updated in literal ages. Uh, and, and I probably won't be updating it ever again. But, you know, it's there if you feel like looking. And if you feel like yelling at us about things we forgot about Labyrinth or to add your own David Bowie story or to tell us your reaction to the Labyrinth episode or the movie, heck, you can reach me at the Film Reroll Fancast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys. It's been really fun. Thank you for yeah. setting these Thank up. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, awesome being on here and, and talking with all you amazing people. And it's very, very fun. I have to go to work soon in about 45 minutes. So Yeah, and so, thank you for waking right. up at four in the morning to be <laughs> with us. That's just the dedication. I truly really dedicated. <laughs> That's <laughs> that podcaster life, man. <laughs> <laughs> what won't we do for our art? A supreme overlords the film re-roll. <laughs> <laughs> and scene.